Welcome to Pulaski Heights United Methodist Church, and thank you for joining us as we share the good news of Christ's love. We share a rich tradition as a diverse and welcoming congregation. We strive to meet people where they are and join them on their faith journey as we carry out our mission to love God, love neighbor, and change the world. Good morning, everyone. It is a joy to be with you in worship today. Welcome to Worship with Pulaski Heights United Methodist Church. My name is Kathleen McMurray. I am one of the pastors here, and whether you are joining with us in person or whether you are worshiping with us via broadcast or online, we are so incredibly thankful for your presence this morning. Today, we give a special thanks for our veterans on this Veterans Day weekend. Um, all those who serve and the families of those who serve, we are thankful for you. Dr. Robbins sends his gratitude and thanks for our veterans today as well. He is preaching this morning in Jonesboro, Arkansas, and uh, sends us his blessings from afar. Um, but these things being said, again, welcome. We are so incredibly grateful for your presence this morning. Let's turn our hearts and minds to the worship of God. invite you to rise as you are able and body your spirit as we join together in our call to worship. Lift up your heads, you gates. Be lifted up, you ancient doors, that the King of glory may come in. The Lord strong and mighty, the Lord mighty in battle. Lift up your heads, you gates. 
is he, this King of glory? The Lord Almighty. He is the King of glory. join me as we affirm our faith together this morning by saying the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who is conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, 
suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. The third day he rose from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sitteth at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen.
please receive our joys and our concerns of this past week. We pray for all experiencing grief and loss this day, and our Christian sympathy is extended to Brandon Mazander and family in the death of his grandfather, Ray Rogers, and to Daniel Curry and family in the death of his grandfather, James Neal Curry, Sr. We pray for all who are ill or recently hospitalized, including Neil Maynard, Bill Gregory, Tony Ellis, and Martha Dalton. And we rejoice in the birth of Francis Lynn Hoffman, child of Samantha and Jackson Hoffman, and great-granddaughter of Sarah Jane Polk. And our congratulations to Stormy Wells and Drew Holloman in their recent marriage, and to Mary Cantwell and Dr. Steve Bledsoe in their recent wedding. We give thanks for our new members, Steve Bledsoe, Jacob Nolan and Andrea Stokes, and their children, Eleanor and Alice. The Lord be with you. And also with you. Let us pray. Eternal God, we offer to you our praise and thanks for your presence today. Bless the ministries that reach out and shelter people who are homeless, cold, and lacking, lacking adequate food and clothing. Give us a common vision that eliminates suffering. God of peace, on this Veterans Weekend, we remember, honor, and give thanks for the women and men who have served in the military. We pray that one day swords will be turned into plowshares and that peace will reign. We give thanks today for our newly elected bishop of the Arkansas Annual Conference, Bishop Laura Merrill. Keep all who proclaim your good news strong in the faith and bind us together with all the saints who have gone before us as we pray together our congregational prayer. O God of Shalom, we have built up walls to protect ourselves from our enemies, but these walls also shut us off from receiving your love. Break down those walls. Help us to see that the way to your heart is through the reconciliation of our own hearts with our enemies. Bless them and us, that we may come to grow in love for each other and for you. Through Jesus Christ, in whose name we pray, our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil, for thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. As our ushers come forward to receive our morning offering, because you gave your church a purchased and assembled 100 period packs for the United Methodist Committee on Relief's disaster kits, these will provide sanitary supplies for people whose lives have been destroyed by disasters like floods and fires and hurricanes. 
Founded in 1940, the United Methodist Committee on Relief is the global humanitarian effort of the United Methodist Church. As part of global ministries, UMCOR works with more than 80 countries worldwide. All of this is possible because of your generosity to your church and your commitment to Pulaski Heights United Methodist Church. Let us pray. Holy God who calls us to the journey, it is so easy for us to become distracted so that we wander off the path that you've put before us. The chaos of the world around us catches our attention. We neglect the inner journey that keeps us closer to you. As we set aside this time to bring our gifts to you, may you draw our attention back to the wisdom and the guidance that you put before us. And may it lead us to endurance that will carry us to kingdom presence. In Christ's name we pray. Amen.
to remain standing as you are able as we read together from God's holy word this day. From 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verses 16 through 18. Rejoice always, pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. This is the word of God for the people of God. As you are seated, I invite you to turn to those around you and offer a word of greeting this day. a joy to be in worship this morning. Um, we're going to be talking about gratitude and thanksgiving, and I just want to say how thankful I am to get to hear the handbells. Um, that is the first time that we have heard our bells in worship since before COVID, um, which was before I was here. And so I have never heard them today, and I am so thankful to have gotten to hear that. Thank you all for sharing your gift with us today. Again, we want to say a word of welcome to those who are joining with us on television, specifically today for those in Ward and Center Ridge and Cave City, um, as well as those worshiping with us from the hospitals and nursing homes around Arkansas. We are thankful for your presence with us this day. And again, Dr. Robbins brings his greetings uh, to you from Jonesboro. He is up there preaching this morning uh, with a group of United Methodists and, uh, and sends his greetings to all of us here today. Let us turn to God in an attitude of prayer. God, may the words of my mouth and the meditation of all of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Gratitude has incredible power to transform our lives. Dr. Robert Emmons, a psychologist from Davis, California, is known in the psychological field as the world's greatest expert on gratitude. And in a series of studies over numerous years, Dr. Emmons and his team have tracked various groups of people across all ages and stages of life. From the age of three to the age of 90 and beyond, they are, have, been, have been talking and learning and growing in this realm of study of gratitude as they encourage and invite folks along all of these various studies to have a very intentional, systematic way of cultivating gratitude in their lives. They invite people in these studies to keep gratitude journals. Each and every day, no matter how difficult and frustrating that day was, to find something that they are thankful for and to journal about it. And they say, within three weeks of this practice of gratitude, they see changes in people's lives. And over a longer period of time, their emotional and spiritual and psychological and mental and even physical health improves. They have seen people throughout their research over these numbers of years 
build up stronger immune systems. They are less bothered by aches and pains. They find that they have lower blood pressure and are able to sleep better at night, which in turn affects the way that they are able to live and go about their lives during the day. It affects their relationships and the ways that they are able to share and receive love from those around them. Gratitude makes them better at their jobs and more productive when it comes to work. They have a higher level of alertness. They are also more helpful and generous and compassionate, forgiving. They are less lonely and less isolated. Gratitude has the power to change our lives. And Dr. Emmons says that this is due to a number of reasons. One is that finding gratitude, making that intentional choice to be thankful for something each and every day, no matter how difficult our lives may get, it empowers us to combat the negative emotions and the negativity that can so often tie us down. Because while venting to friends or loved ones about frustrations in our lives can often help to relieve some emotional stress, when we find ourselves in states of constant complaint in our lives, when complaining becomes constant and chronic, it changes the chemical makeup in our brains, and it adds to our stress. It increases our blood pressure and raises our glucose levels, and we can face serious health risks if we find ourselves complaining all the time. And so gratitude combats that. Gratitude, when we are seeking good, rather than always focusing on what is wrong, has the power to change our lives. Gratitude also connects us to other people and to God. It empowers us to see value in the gifts that we have been given by other people and by God. As Paul penned these familiar words, to the church at Thessalonica so many years ago, he was writing to people that were expecting Jesus to come back very soon. They expected Jesus to come back to transform and completely overhaul this world into the kingdom of God within their lifetimes. But 2,000 years later, we are still waiting on Jesus's return. And so for those people in Thessalonica, they found themselves really struggling in that waiting period. We know from experience that when we are faced with difficult times, when we are faced with challenges that oftentimes in the short term, if we know that that challenge is only gonna last a little bit, we can get ourselves up for the challenge. We can run on adrenaline as we seek to do things better and to band together as our fellow humans to confront an issue or a challenge that lies ahead. 
I remember when COVID-19 first hit and I decided at the church that I was serving along with my board that we were gonna cancel services for two weeks and see where that went. And I remember looking at all of those bell curves and looking at all of these statistics and saying, all right, humans, we can do this. This can draw us together as people, as we work together and fight this. And in a couple of weeks, we will be able to get back and stronger than ever. Well, weeks turned into months, as we know, and months into years. And as that time wore on, the exhaustion of decision-making and angry politics and aggression and isolation made it more and more difficult to rejoice always, to pray continuously, to give thanks. The people in Thessalonica may have experienced the same thing. When they believed that Jesus was coming back in the short time, they could face the persecution, they could face the challenges, they could face the difficulties in their lives, but over time, it became more difficult. Life became more exhausting. And they needed to be reminded just as we do, to keep on keeping on, to look for the good that exists, to look for the goodness that God gives us, to seek out good in the midst of all of the bad because that will keep you strengthened and joyous. That will keep you nourished and fed as you wait on the tough stuff, as you wade through difficult waters, as you walk through fires, as you face sickness and grief in a changing world and harmful words and financial stresses and uncertainties and an unknown future in all of it. Paul's reminder and encouragement is to look for the good and to give thanks. Now verse 18 of our scripture passage here has been misquoted many times. If you look closely at the text, you'll notice that it does not say to give thanks for all circumstances, but to give thanks in all circumstances. And while that can seem like a small word difference, a small linguistic difference, it actually makes a big difference. Because the church as an institution has often told people that they are to give thanks for all circumstances. Give thanks for the abuse of a spouse or partner because it will make you more faithful. Give thanks for cancer because it will make you more reliant on God. Give thanks for suffering because it will make you stronger and God wants that. But if we give thanks for the horrible situations in which we find ourselves, that implies that God is causing that, that it is God's will that we suffer, that it is God's will that we experience a child dying, 
that it is God's will that the cancer returned. It is God's will that violence happens. It is God's will that suffering ensues. But I do not believe that it is God's will that we suffer, but rather that it is God's will that in the midst of suffering and struggle, that we find resilience in the power of gratitude in all circumstances, as unimaginable as they may be. Gratitude transforms us when we can find it. It transforms us and it enables us even in the face of the unimaginable to discover joy. And that, that is God's will. But joy begins with seeking that gratitude, with finding the good in the midst of the haze of frustration or anger or hurt. It begins with trying to find a new perspective. I saw a post online recently of a mother sharing how thankful she was for her husband, whose perspective of gratitude often softens her anger and frustrated heart, and in one particular occasion brought some very unexpected joy and laughter to a difficult situation in their home. You see, their son had gotten a hold of a permanent green marker and decided that the wall in the living room made for a perfect canvas. And as the mother walked in, she found her son making a drawing of a house that she interrupted and began to feel her blood pressure rising as she looked at that wall and didn't know what she was going to do. But her husband came into the picture, bought a picture frame, framed the house on the wall, and put a little sign like you might find in an art museum next to it that said, R.C. Massacote Interrupted House 2017. Marker on latex paint gifted to his parents by surprise on November 13th. <laughs> by treating the art as a gift rather than as a child's mischievous act, gratitude ensued, as did laughter and joy. Haley Ann Smith was on her way back she was on her way to play the harp at a wedding when she got stuck in standstill traffic. Now this was not traffic where you were inching along, but this is the kind of traffic where you turn off your cars and get out to see what is going on down the road. It's the kind of traffic that makes a highway into a parking lot. And as Haley Ann Smith found herself on this parking lot of a highway, running late to this wedding at which she was supposed to be performing, you can imagine all of the heads turning out of their cars, straining, trying to see what was going on. You can imagine that there were more than one four-letter word offered there on that
way as people didn't know when this was going to end. But Haley Ann Smith, complete in her formal performance attire, got her harp out of the car and began to play. And rather than heads straining to see when this would be done and what the problem was, heads were straining to see what that beautiful music was. And people got out of their cars to sit on the tailgates or on the hoods and take a moment and just listen and joy and thankfulness ensued in a moment that was filled with four-letter words was now transformed into a moment of thanksgiving. There's a story in the Bible about Jesus healing 10 lepers. These lepers come to see Jesus knowing that he has the power to heal them. And they stand at a distance and call out to him to be healed. And as they stand at that distance, calling out to be healed, Jesus tells them to go and show themselves to the priest. And on their way, they are cleansed of their leprosy. But one of those ten comes back to Jesus to offer thanks. And Jesus tells him that his faith has made him well. Now, he had already been cleansed of his leprosy. He had already been physically healed. But the wellness came. The wholeness came. The fullness of life came, not with the physical healing, but when he experienced gratitude when he experienced this relationship of thanks with Jesus. All of them were cleansed of their leprosy, but he was made well by gratitude. Gratitude that has the power to transform our lives. Perhaps that is why theologian Diana Butler Bass says that gratitude is the primary moral framework of life in God. When we seek gratitude intentionally, like those in Dr. Emmons' studies, when we seek to find the good in all circumstances, we can discover God's presence, offering us hope, offering us resilience and peace and love and care and grace, no matter what happens in the world around us. We can see that the troubles of this world as overwhelming and constant and permanent as they may seem do not have the final word because it is God whose goodness rules and reigns. As Jesus was preparing to die, he gathered around a table. 
to eat a last meal with his beloved. The tensions were rising around them, and he knew what was going to come. But as he sat around this table, he shared bread and wine, and he gave thanks to God with those friends, those friends who would cause him hurt and who would cause him great pain. But this meal of thanksgiving, which in our United Methodist worship tradition is called the great thanksgiving, this meal of thanksgiving at that moment is at the center of our life of faith. Thanksgiving at that table was not offered because life was good, <laughs> but because God was good and is good and always will be good, even when life is not. Living life with gratitude empowers us to discover God's goodness and God's grace and to live into that goodness and grace even when we're tired and frustrated like a mother who has discovered marker on the latex wall. It empowers us to discover God's goodness and God's grace even when we are afraid to look around us and see a world that seems to be falling apart. Gratitude transforms us to act for good and to act for God. And in that, joy is found. In that gratitude, we are able to rejoice always, to pray continuously, no matter the circumstances. In the season of Thanksgiving, there may be a lot of things that we wish were better. Health, relationships, school, work, politics, families, finances, a lot of struggles that can be amplified in the holiday season. And I hope that we find ways, even with all of those things, to give thanks, not because life is always good, but because God is always good. And because God's grace that never ends, that transforms us and the world is so good. And in experiencing that grace and giving thanks, in finding gratitude, for this grace of God that enters into our lives and transforms it and makes us well and whole like that leper who had been healed. In experiencing that, we find transformation for us and for the world. Dr. Emmons found in his studies that when people experience gratitude, when they were more thankful, they were also more giving and more compassionate. They had the capacity 
to care better for God's world when they gave thanks for the care that they received. In gratitude, we have the power to be transformed because God is transforming us. And through us, the world. And I believe that that is indeed God's will for us through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Let us pray. God, we give you thanks. We give you thanks for bringing us together this day. We give you thanks that no matter the circumstances of our lives, that you are with us. And we pray today that we can give thanks evermore, that we can seek your goodness in the midst of the world's strife and in the midst of all of our lives. May we better know the power of that goodness so that our lives and the life of your beloved world can be transformed. Amen. At the end of every service of worship, we invite those who would like to unite with our church to come forward to be received into membership through our membership vows. We know that we as a church do not always do everything perfectly, but we seek to be a congregation that seeks out and lives out the goodness of God to make a difference in our world. And if you would like to be a part of that difference making, of that goodness making, we would love for you to be a part of our church. And so if you are in person and would like to unite with our church, you will find a how to join card in the backs of your pews, and you can bring that forward during the final hymn. If you are joining with us online or on television and you would like to be a part of our church, we would love to welcome you as part of our Connect campus, and you can call the church office or mark that on your digital Connect card at phumc.com connect. Uh, to make that connection, and we will be in touch with you to welcome you into our family of faith. And now let us join our voices together, rising in body or spirit as we are able, as we sing our closing hymn.
today, I want to remind those of you who are joining with us in person that there is communion available in our chapel after every worship service. And so if you would like to receive communion this day, you are invited uh, to join us in the chapel for that powerful moment of great Thanksgiving. Um, we also want to remind you that Wakefield Elementary School, our partner school, is getting ready for Christmas, and we are welcoming those who would like to sponsor a child or a family this Christmas season to let us know. We would love for you to share in God's abundant gifts this Christmas season. And now receive this benediction. Go forth with the never-ending love and power of our Lord Jesus Christ to share that love with all you meet so that those who do not know it and who need it will find in you and in God a generous and precious friend. Go in peace, have a great week, walk with Jesus, and tell someone about Pulaski Heights United Methodist Church. for worshiping with us today at Pulaski Heights United Methodist Church. We invite you to visit our website to let us know you were a part of our viewing community today or to learn more about how you can get involved in our ongoing mission to love God, love neighbor, and change the world.